guess it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey, what if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye. I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. And now, here he is, the host, Buddy Martin. Oh, video. Hello. Hello, welcome to the Buddy Martin Show, live from our Ocala studio on the road somewhere in Gainesville, Florida, driving about looking for a path out of town. Brady Ackerman on the Brady and Buddy. Should it be Brady and Buddy or Buddy and Brady? Which one do you want it to be? Uh, it's definitely Brady and Buddy. I mean, there's no question about that. Right, and yeah, um, just for the record, for all those out there, I'm pulled over Uh you know, over here where you and Urban have a lake house, I got uh, I'm over here in that part of the country. So uh, and uh, so I'm doing good, doing good. Well, be careful out there, and uh, we know you got to go do a, a job today. Uh, got to pick up your son, Preston, and so we will let you go here in a minute while we dial up Joe Williams momentarily. And we've got Joe on; he's on the way to Las Vegas. He's going to give us some good picks. If you're a gambling man, I'm not, but others out there are. So we'll see how that goes, and uh, we'll fill you in on a, on a good, few good tips, in fact, that he has some. So uh, you can tell your friends who – I know you don't partake. You're like me, but there are people who do like to indulge in the art of gambling. Yeah, no, you definitely uh, – it's a big business. You know, those who partake, uh, you know, they enjoy it. But, uh, you know, a good trip to Vegas every once in a while is uh, – it's good for the soul, buddy. Yeah. It's good for the soul. Yeah. Don't tell me you haven't – rolled a couple of uh, sevens down there on the craps table a couple of times in Vegas. Actually, I never played the craps table. I've only tried a couple of times. Obviously, the slots are more my speed and a little two-handed blackjack. <laughs> That's about as far as I go. I think I have a dollar limit on my bets. I don't know. But uh, it certainly is a little bit of everything. You can. It's adult Disney World, as they say. It's every bit of that, huh? Yeah, no doubt. I, you're definitely a penny slot guy. I can see that. No, I'm not penny. I, but, go, I, uh, I go quarters. I go that high. I go quarters, yeah. you know, I'm not a high roller like you, dude. You go in there and put nope. them hundreds Look, out, you know? Here's here's the thing. Here's the, here's my situation on that. I'm not one of those guys. Like, I have friends that go three or four times a year. They go for, you know, big events. They, they You know, it's a big deal to them. To me, I go once every several years. So when I go, heck, yeah, I'm going to be a high roller. Because I know everything I take, I'm not bringing back with me. I'm not there to try to, you know, if I win, great. But, I'm, I mean, I have a budget. But I'm not going in there and play quarter slots. I can go do that anywhere. Man, you got to get at the table, man. That's what they you call you. might get you, with Charles Barkley you, out there. They call you a whale when you go out there, I know. <laughs> you know what they do? They call me home for dinner early when I'm out there because my money's gone quick. They call you a guppy <laughs> like they call me a guppy. <laughs> well, we got a lot, of, a lot to talk about today. We're going to get you on and off and get you back here in a minute. Uh, obviously, uh, we know that uh, there's something called a Sweet 16 going on. I got a few games circled. We'll talk a little basketball, but you're a football guy, okay? 
I love it when I get to talk football with you. And you were up yeah, uh, last Saturday at the, uh, at the uh, I guess, well, it wasn't the scrimmage, was it? Uh, the workout. Uh, and you saw a few things. I, I saw your report that you, you 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 did for Channel 20. Congratulations on the new gig. And we're looking forward to being able to get you on TV now. Uh, and, uh, you know, good information is hard to come by. But we're blessed on this show to have two or three people who kind of know what's happening. And look, the king, they don't want no fake news, okay? They ain't studying no fake news. So they want the real stuff. Yep. So uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's no fake news. There's no fake news. And yeah. here's the thing. Um, you know, they've got a lot of workouts scheduled this week. Because of the way spring break fell, um, they had actually a month to get their 20 practices in, which in a, it doesn't sound like a big deal. But usually in spring, coaches like to spread it out over five weeks instead of four weeks because they can get three practices a week, a lot of teaching in between, a lot of classroom time. Uh, but Dan Mullen and them, because of the way spring break fell, Basically, at a month, you know, four weeks to get in 20 practices. You know, they're going to practice on Sunday. So they're going to practice a little bit this week and got a chance to watch them Saturday and yesterday. And, uh, you know, I like what I'm seeing. A long way to go, but I like what I'm seeing. You know, you have to be careful about getting overly optimistic because, I agree. you know, I think when you, it's like, I hate to make this sound like it's kind of sexism, but. It's like coming out of a bad relationship and the, and the next one looks a lot better and you overestimate them sometimes, you know? So, yeah. so Mullen, uh, you know, we're getting Mullen on the rebound just a little bit here. And, and I like the guy a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I like him a little too much. And I catch myself sometimes thinking, dead gum. I see little things that really get me excited. Like I saw the video and you were there when they had the three offensive units taking snaps and doing their quick drills, whatever they call them. Snap, go, yeah. snap, go. I said, man, I see Mullen running down the field with his players. I'm thinking, this is what it's about, man. I mean, I can go back to the game where McElwain had a game where he said this team wasn't ready and they weren't getting taped and they were feeling I'm thinking, hello, whose responsibility is that? You know, I'm thinking it's called coaching, right? I mean, you were a coach. Don't you have to get your players ready? Yeah, I think he's brought some energy. You know, I, I don't think you temper enthusiasm or excitement because of the coach. Um, I think you temper enthusiasm and excitement just because of the talent level. I mean, and when you stack it up against uh, some of the teams that are going to be on their schedule, um, how quickly can he develop it and how quickly um, can those guys grasp it? The quarterback position, the transfer receivers, will they be eligible? Um, you've got some lines of scrimmage guys that are young that need to get uh, a lot more fit in the weight room and more tougher and, and learn the system. And that's part of what practice is about. But, you know, I think Dan Mullen's energy is infectious. I think he's had it since he got off the plane. I think he genuinely loves being here. Um, I talked to his wife, Megan, on Saturday, and she said it feels like they hadn't left, except for the fact that they came back to a much different looking roster than the one they left here. Um, but they love it. And, um, you know, that's what you want. I think Florida fans want, look, you hire Muschamp. Muschamp's a great dude. He's my friend, but he's a Georgia guy. You can't hire a yeah. Georgia guy at Florida. Yeah. And McElwain didn't want to be here. Um, you know, I like Coach Mack, but he just didn't really. All he did was look at the obstacles. So, yeah. you know, in yeah. my opinion, I think I, I think that the energy's genuine. And I think it's a reason to be excited. Yeah. So it's okay. Um. <clears throat> uh, Anyway, I'm getting directions here on uh, from the from the producer on the road here, and I kind of get my adjust things. 
Uh, hang on one second, Brady, while I make an adjustment here a little bit and back. And I'll see if I can find my controls in the other place. Yeah, uh, talk a little bit about some of the players that you saw uh, and, and who caught. You mentioned the wide receivers. You like what you saw. Well, I like what I saw. The two guys, that fl- two Florida's two best wide receivers and Van Jefferson uh, and Trevon Grimes. And I think uh, lost, uh, the lost skill. You still there, Brady? Yeah, I'm sorry. I Brady, did, you still did you lose me? Yeah, I'm losing you, Brady. I'm going to let you go, and I'll call you right back. We're having a few issues here. So, Brady out on the road, uh, that's going on at the moment. We're, uh, we appreciate you folks tuning in here. We're going to get you our lineup in just a moment. Um, by the way, uh, one little note about football. I'd like to pick this up today from somewhere. And that the uh, one of the encouraging things is that the Gators squad has dropped an average of 3.5% of body fat. So all the stuff you hear about Nick Savage and what an impact he's having, obviously he is having an impact there. And uh, the sculpted bodies that you're seeing and hearing about, uh, uh, it's due as a result to him. And, you know, remember Mullen told us uh, when the players reported they were going to uh, get the surprise of their life. Uh, that they're going to, you know, they were going to uh, be uh, surprised at what they saw. What they they never been anything quite like that. And I think they, they got that. And I think they reacted positively to it, which is a very good, uh, a very good thing. And by the way, I heard a story today, and I think it might have been Zach uh, who was on with me uh, yesterday. Um, and uh, he said, uh, he said that he heard a story where Mullen was standing in front of the room waiting for the players to show up. Um, and uh, he was early, and he waited, and he waited, and he waited, hoping to greet them as they walked in. And he obviously got a little bit uh, upset by the fact that he didn't see uh, uh, the players coming. Uh, and uh, turns out they were in the room. Uh, and so consequently, um, uh, they were on time, and that's a good thing, so. So in, in just a moment, I'm going to, we're going to be talking to Joe Williams in Denver. He's headed to Vegas. Let me just tell Brady what's going on here. Um, and um, we, uh, <clears throat> we're going to get some looks at some of these games uh, coming up. But, you, know, you forget that this thing is played tomorrow. You tend to think, oh, it's Sweet 16. They'll play it all in three days. No, no, they, uh, they don't play it in three days. They, uh, uh, it, 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 they play it tomorrow to get those games in. So, We'll get you as prepped as we possibly can for that. And then Brady will rejoin me in the back half, and we'll talk to our friend David Moulton, who as you know by now uh, from um, <clears throat> the CBS job he does um, uh, with Gary Danielson in the press box as a spotter and producer. And, of course, David's on ESPNU now and does a lot of basketball and mostly football. Does his own talk show in Southwest Florida with – with, uh, called Miller and Moulton, and he's really a knowledgeable guy. I enjoy having him on. And if you folks are just hearing him for the first couple of times, you'll learn that David is a very, very smart guy. He he studies patterns and things, and uh, he uh, you know he, he he gets good informed opinions. And he didn't come off of them that often. He won't come off his opinions. So uh, and but he's a reasonable man. I enjoy doing that stuff with him. So uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, I'll get to your calls or your messages here in a moment. By the way, just a note, uh, we will be coming 
we will be doing more interactive stuff with people on the show uh, as we go along with you uh, via phone, perhaps hotline. And you should know one thing. Remember, we love the Gator Nation Kingdom. This is the essence of what we do. But there are people who listen to this program who are not necessarily members of the kingdom. Because you can get the show if you go on Facebook Live, Buddy Martin's show. Uh, if you get into the Gator Nation Kingdom, it's a whole other deal. And I want to say thank you again to all the people who supported the kingdom, who stepped up particularly, and I have their names here, and I'll put them up in a little bit, uh, where uh, they have become uh, a, a real, real supporters of the show. But first and foremost, I want to tell you about Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer, fighting for accident victim justice. Since 1976, you see the name and the number up on the screen if you're watching it. We've got a full-blown commercial for Dan, and I think he'll tell you who Dan is, what he's about. And at the bottom of the hour, we'll play that after Joe is. We'll play that. You'll get to know who Dan is, uh, the kind of person he is. And, the, and that this is real. This is a real person. I know Dan's a friend of mine, and I welcome the opportunity to get that commercial because I want to kind of like a little mini uh, feature. Uh, to tell you who the guy is. In addition to the fact he's a great sponsor of our show, this is Daniel L. Hightower Wednesday. This is his day. Now, in two weeks, we'll be over at the uh, other place, and we'll be uh, talking to you from World of Beer, which is exciting, and we'll talk more about the tailgate party what Bubba's working on so hard, and you folks have been so generously donating to. So we'll catch up in a minute, um, and we'll see if we can't uh, – uh, find out what's going on in the world of football and basketball with our guests. Uh, you, of course, I'll look at your, uh, I'll look at your notes and we'll respond to some of the things you've been talking about. And uh, thank you for that. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and see if I can uh, rouse Joe Williams out, and we'll get his take on um, on a few things. Joe is a Joe is a extremely I don't want to say controversial because that's not the word. But Joe is a, a very knowledgeable and sort of outspoken guy in Denver. He's known as the hitman. He he can tell you, he'll, he'll tell you what he thinks about things, which I love, which I think is great. Uh, and Joe will uh, will join us here in a moment if I've done this right. We'll be speaking to Joe. Um, and uh, let's see if I can get him on this right here. Try that. <clears throat> and hopefully we'll be able to reach him. Um Hope things are going well for you today. The rain is finally finished here. Man, it's a mess. I tell you what, it was a mess. Uh, and uh, but it, beautiful day today, uh, and, uh, and 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 wonderful outside. Good day to be outside. I hope you got a chance to go outside. Uh, and uh, we will um, visit with Joe here in just one second. Um, Remember, uh, don't forget to patronize our sponsors. Also, the Ocala Quarterback Club, Danny Williams Appraisal Team, um, our, our friends at um, uh, our friends over at Ocala Quarterback Club, including uh, 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 Dr. Frank Cannon um, and uh, Danny Williams, uh, Danny Williams Appraisal Team. I don't know if we have Joe or not. Is that you, Joe? Uh, of course it is. Who oh, else would it be? Uh, Joe Williams from Mile High City, uh, Denver, and taking his bags, going to Vegas, where they call him the mayor. They call you the mayor there, Joe, for a reason. The mayor of Brackettville. Brackettville. You know who was the mayor? Uh, two guys that Vegas loved. Doug Moe was one. 
the old basketball coach for the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. And they loved Steve Spurrier, although Spurrier didn't go there that often. They loved him. Why? Because he covered quite well, didn't he? Well, that's exactly right. And, uh, they all know what the number is, I can yeah. tell you that. But I'll tell you, as wacky as this uh, uh, turn, uh, this uh, lineup has been, I don't think it makes any difference who knows what, what numbers are. Boy, isn't that the truth? What do you make all this, of all this wackiness, by the way? Well, I like it. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the hunt, so I enjoy seeing it. And most of these games have been real close. And uh, just I was talking to you the other day about uh, Florida and Texas Tech. I really enjoyed that game, and I enjoyed the crowd as about as much as I did the game because the crowd was really into it. And I know it's a it's a tough one to swallow for Gator fans down there, but uh, if you're just watching the game and you didn't care, it was a heck of a college basketball game, and that's what you love to see in the tournament. Outsiders like yeah. us, who uh, we rarely ever you got to remember, we rarely ever in this neck of the woods. Right. Uh, get too close to that NCAA tournament. We're the ones that the kid on the outside that's got his uh, face pressed up against the window <laughs> looking inside at the jelly beans. That's who we are. So what did you see in that game, Joe? You saw two pretty good teams. You still told me. And you know, for those people that don't know Joe, he didn't pass compliments around very often. Uh, you told me those are really good teams. And, Joe, you asked me on your show what I thought might happen when I tell you. Depends on who makes the threes. And, of course, at the end. Florida couldn't make one, and they couldn't go over it. So what did you see in that game? Well, number one, Florida's a very good basketball team, and had they prevailed, and they didn't, but, uh, you know, one more bucket, and they would have prevailed. They could be going to the Final Four just like Texas Tech could be headed to the Final Four. Uh, both those teams play pretty good defense, if you ask me. Uh, they've got really good guard play, which is always solid. Uh, in the NCAA tournament, that'll stand you in good stead. Guards who not only can shoot it, but they also make good decisions, and you can tell that the rest of the team kind of buys in. And uh, that's what I saw was two really well-matched teams. And uh, Texas Tech moves on, and uh, Florida can wait till next year. But uh, it was a lot of fun, as was, uh, I don't know, seven or eight of the other games that were played over the weekend. Yeah, uh, Joe. Looking at the uh, look at looking at the uh, the program and looking at what's going on with Vegas this week and the next few days, is there is there one team that jumps out at you that uh, that you feel is uh, uh, a team that would uh, let's say show you would be able to wager on? Yeah. Uh, well, because of the brackets that they're in, the South region, as we all know. The top four seeds are all gone, and that makes John Calipari the happiest guy in the world, uh, at least in the basketball world, because he doesn't have to go through Virginia like he thought he was going to have to, right? right? He doesn't have to go through Arizona like he thought he was going to have to. He doesn't have to go through Tennessee like he thought he was going to have to. You're talking Kentucky and he doesn't, now. You're talking Kentucky. What right? now? I, I, miss, I missed the, the first part of your comment. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was talking, talking about John Calipari. Yeah, yeah, he's the happiest guy part. in the world. Yeah. yeah, okay. He's a five seed. He's a five seed, and the top four seeds in that region mm-hmm. have all been eliminated. Yeah. So, uh, if that makes any sense to you, yeah. he's the happiest guy in the world. Yeah. He now is looking at Kansas State in his bracket, his region: Kansas State, Loyola, Chicago, and Nevada. That's who he's going to match up with. Yeah. And if he can uh, overcome those teams, which he's going to, we all know it. 
he's going to end up in San Antonio in the final four. And uh, before last weekend, uh, most people liked Kentucky's team, but they weren't in love with their chances to go that far. And now they are the overwhelming favorite. And you have to look at Kentucky as the best bet out of the rest of, out of all the rest mm-hmm. of the Sweet 16. Kentucky is my pick to be the cinch for San Antonio. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I've got him in, I had him in my final, my three elite eight. I don't know, but I mean, that's history now. Uh, the other team, a couple other teams are really surprised. Texas A&M, where did that team come from? We watched them play all season. They just woke up and something, everything they did was, they looked like a Final Four team. They, they played quite well. Yeah, uh, the Aggies, uh, it was a mixed bag for them this year. Uh, they had suspensions. Uh, they had guys that were dismissed from the team. They had guys that were arrested. Uh, it was uh, it was a little bit of everything for Texas A&M and uh, trying to put it together and uh, Bill Kennedy trying to figure out his rotations. You know, and, and as we all know, if you have, even if you played seventh grade basketball, everybody's kind of got to buy in. Uh, you can't have people that don't like each other. You've got that when they're out on that floor, they got to share the basketball. Of all the sports, that that stuff's got to come together. They have to, and it's an old cliche, but they really do have to play for one another. Yeah. And especially at this level in the, in the basketball tournament, uh, no matter what your talent is, and you hope it's a lot. And boy, A and M does have a lot. That's they for do. sure. They they got in, they've got NBA players on they their front sure line, do. but but they've got to play together. Yeah. And uh, Texas A and M has somehow emerged from all that murkiness that was going on down there, and I'm not surprised it was. It seems like there's always something uh, You always going like on. to rip the Aggies. You always No, I'm not. I'm just them. trying to pass along information. No, you're a Texas Longhorn fan. Everybody knows it. Every time you're going to give a shot, you give a shot. So, right, we got folks, you got to factor that in with Joe. Uh, Joe, any reason why Kansas can't, can't win it all? Uh, yeah, there's a reason. They're a big guy whose name I can't pronounce. Yeah. Uh, has not been healthy. Uh, that would be one of the reasons why they can't. You never count Kansas out, but uh, the fact is it's been a decade since they uh, pulled off the big one. So uh, this is not, in my opinion, one of the best, best Kansas teams itself has had. Mm-hmm. But because of the uh, uncertainness of the uncertainty of this tournament, yeah. Uh, with eight or nine, ten teams all looking about the same, depending on what night you see them play, Sure, Kansas could get there. Do I think they're going to? No, I do not. Yeah. I don't think this is as good a Kansas team as I've seen some of the ones I've seen before. Uh, but I think Kansas is good enough maybe to get to the Final Four, maybe. But I don't see him winning it. Well, you know, if it were anybody else but Villanova, and I'm, I'm not, if I was going to put them on upset alert, I think West Virginia is a hard team to beat. They're relentless. They come at you, you know, and they're, they scrap you. And they play solid defense. Uh, and I don't think they got the guns to knock off Villanova, but they may give them a little bit of a run, Joe. Yeah, West Virginia does have the guns to do it. They're not favored to do so. Villanova's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. But West Virginia, they they got what it takes. They've got, as we know, superior guard play. Mm -hmm. they got a coach who's tournament-tested. He's one of the best coaches there is. And uh, uh, West Virginia, Villanova, uh, if Villanova comes out and makes 18 three-pointers, I mean, they just went crazy. Uh, against Alabama. They just buried Alabama. <laughs> Came out there in Alabama and looked pretty good against Virginia Tech. Yeah. And whoa. Just, boy, they just shut uh, them down. 
It was just Henry Johnson didn't know what hit him. He was, uh, yeah, yeah. I think Villanova was going to beat West Virginia, but it would not. uh, uh, There's no money back guarantees on that game for me. Finally, Duke Syracuse. All what what has gotten into Syracuse? That that old zone is back, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I guess we all ought to know better. Uh, This is not one of Bayheim's better, uh, better better stock teams. Their offensive, uh, their offensive output is just horrendous. Uh, they don't look good. They've only got one or two guys that look like they can score in at any given time. And uh, you know, that two-three zone that he they perfected. Uh, I don't know what. I, I honestly got. I was I was amazed that Michigan State didn't do a better job. Uh, that Tom Izzo looks to me like he's aged ten years. Well, he really has. You know all that stuff that's been. Yeah, thing, he does man. to me and. And, and Izzo and uh, some of the things that he did not do, like putting a guy in the middle of that zone who can shoot a little bit or was willing to shoot, and that never seemed to happen, played right into Syracuse's hands. Yeah. And uh, first time I've seen Izzo get out coached, I think, uh, we're, especially in a situation like this, yep. they're usually ready to go. And uh, they weren't ready to go. I'm going to give Syracuse some credit because – to be honest with you, back here in Denver, I've been dogging them since they got into yeah. the tournament. I didn't mm-hmm. think they, I didn't think they belonged in I the tournament, either. you know. But uh, they've they've won a couple of games. But they're not. I'm going to tell you something right now. They're not going to beat Duke. Uh, no, the number is Duke's eleven. Be there. I think they're one of the final fourteen. Yeah, I think. Uh, they're not going to beat Duke. Yeah, it's been a good run for the Orange, but that's it's over. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's get this basketball down the road so we can get back to our football talk. But uh, have a good time if you get out there. And you see Florida, is anything over 25 to 1? Put uh, 20 bucks on it for me, will you? To win the, I'll be glad the to. championship, all right? Because you, you'll spot yeah, I'll be glad to. Right? You're, talking about, you're talking about the Florida Gators to win the national football well, championship? I mean, yeah, just, you know, for a while, it should be 50 to 1. Well, be honest with you, I might book that bet myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they better be showing a whole lot more than I saw this year. Well, look, I got up, I to, I got up to $30 to spend, so if you find something good, bet on it, will you? <laughs> well, I'll be glad to. I'll okay. be glad to. Joe Williams, Hitman, have a good trip to Las Vegas, and uh, and uh, we'll talk to you next week at the usual time, which is usually on Thursday. Okay, buddy. We've got to get tuned up for spring ball. We can talk about spring football, so enjoy yourself. Right. All right. All right, thanks. and we'll talk to you next week. Great. Joe Williams of the Joe Williams right. Show in Denver, number one sports talk show host in the city of Denver, Colorado, long time there, and people do like their joys. All right, been telling you about Dan Hightower. Now, if I can, I'm going to try to show you about Dan Hightower. We'll, uh, we'll watch this. We'll come back on the other side. It is Daniel L. Hightower Wednesday. Daniel L. Hightower Lawyer fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. And uh, after that, we'll get back to Brady. Daniel L. Hightower, PA lawyer, is a law firm that's committed to client service, legal excellence, treating clients with dignity and respect. Good afternoon, law office of Daniel Hightower. How may I help you? And ultimately, helping them recover a just result. We work with many clients who are injured, whether it's on the job, in a car accident, on another person's property. In the reception area, they they know you by name. When clients first come in to see me, one of my jobs is to earn their respect and trust. 
you're not a number, you're not just a, a random person. They, they knew my name and I was surprised by that. I want them to know who their lawyer is. I think it's important to make a human connection with each new client. They see me face to face, I see them face to face. The difference between Dan and a lot of other lawyers is he's very relatable. He establishes a rapport. He doesn't just come in and see things only from a legal trained mind. He, he sees the person, not just the case. When I had my automobile accident and they helped me out with, you know, everything that I didn't know how to do. They give excellent service. Whatever you need, they're going to get it done. They take their clients seriously. They, you know, they want to make sure their clients are taken care of, you know, and that they get the best service possible. I want them to feel like I'm committed to them and their case. And when I believe in a client and I believe in that case, I fight for them. I'm committed to them to the very end. You know, if it wasn't for them helping me through a lot of the stuff that I went through. I don't know where I would be or what I would have done. He's honed his skills over so many years. If it was in his client's best interest to go to trial in every situation, on every case, he, he would. He feels very comfortable in the courtroom. We're staffed with five other lawyers and me, six or eight paralegals, and we can match up with the insurance companies and the defense firms. They don't push us around. <laughs> or they push and we push back. <laughs>
um, my friend uh, David Moulton first learned how to get Brady uh, and see if we can get a hold of him. This is a lot of this is a lot of stuff to do here. It takes a lot to, to function here with this uh, get this thing going. I'm going to get uh, Brady on now, um, and he, of course, being on the road today, we'll be in the studio or we'll be at our actually being uh, at World of Beer in two weeks, so it won't be an issue. I believe. I think Brady's joining me now. I hear noise in the background, so let's see if he's ready up, ready to go. Mr. Ackerman, are you Buddy, there? Check. I'm there. I'm there. Check your uh, voice. Check your text messages. I, I'm trying to, but I got call, I got six messages going at one well, time. You know what? I'm just going to walk in the studio. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like one of those uh, celebrity wrestlers that run yeah. in the studio and hit you from behind. Are right, you going to call me back or what? I'm going to come walk in your studio. Come on. I didn't know you spent my house, but uh, so Brady says he's coming in here. We'll see how that works out. Uh, and meanwhile, I'm going to call. This is going to be an interesting show today. I don't know what's going to happen next, but we'll try it next to see if we can reach David Moulton. Um, let Brady in the front door, please. And Brady, pull a chair up for yourself. He's coming in right in the studio with us live. How about that? Come on in, Brady. Um, and let's see, while we're doing that, we're going to call. Boy, this is fun, isn't it? <laughs> oh, boy, it's a fun time. You never know what's going to happen to the old buddy. Go in there and get your, get your oh, chair. Uh, oh, well, then you go, here, sit here. Here. Here you go. And then you got this thing. Move, up, move this out of the way here. Right there, bag out of the way. Okay, I'm going to call David Moulton. My Brady squares away over here. I got Brendan to call me on one line. Brady, I, I try to tell you. That's, uh, it's too much, man. It's too much. I... I can't, look, Hopefully my son's not going to be stuck at the baseball field by himself. I hope so, night. too. And, you know, back in the 70s, that's what, that was an okay thing. That's how we we just walk home. Nowadays, you don't that's, walk home. That's true. Uh, by the way, I only have one mic today, so that's all right. we'll make it work. We did with Brendan. And let's call our friend David Moulton, who's ready now, thinking, okay, are you calling me, dude, or what are you doing? You said you're going to call this time, but no. What are you doing? You're doing nine things at one time here. I don't think I signed on for all this, did I? Huh? Did I sign on for all this? I don't know what you signed on for, but the mm. studio doesn't seem as roomy today. You got, you're kind of spread out. You weren't expecting company, were no, it was. No, it was. Right. There you go. Let's Look at see. this. Uh, let's see if we can reach Mr. Bolton. And if he, you won't be able to hear him, unfortunately. That's all right. So, um, I got a headset right here. Oh, well, but you can't plug it in. See, that's oh. a problem. So. Oh. Uh, Mr. David Bolton joins the program. How are you, David? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm kind of chaotic right now. I'm trying to do <laughs> Brady Ackerman's in here harassing me, and he can't hear you, but you can hear him. Uh, and uh, we're talking Vegas. We're talking uh, bets. We're talking basketball. We're talking football. And now we've got the maestro himself, David Moulton from, gosh, where I start, ESPNU, Miller Moulton Show, CBS, uh, writes a column for the news press. I'm telling you, you are a multimedia mogul. Bolton. Well, the W two certainly does not say mogul. All six of them do not add up to mogul. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Somebody called me a mogul today. So that's what you get when you ski, right? You get moguls. <laughs> uh, so, my friend, uh, let, where do you want to start? You want to start with the, with the news about Saban? Uh, Brady, you can chime in here when, okay. you get, when you get hooked up and get the show on your headset. Yeah, I can. It's a little, little delayed. Delayed. It'll It'll be delayed. delayed. But you'll get the general idea, David. Uh, <laughs> we, here, here's what I want to ask both of you. And, David, let me start with you. 
I had a conversation with the people here on the show yesterday about greatness. How do you know greatness? You know, when you when you see it, how do you know it? And how can you define it or can you define it? And, and sometimes for various reasons, we miss greatness. Now, you can watch, you can walk through the museum and, you know, you might not recognize a Renoir or Rembrandt or Picasso or whatever. Maybe it's not something that you saw that really thought got you excited uh, and you missed that particular part of the greatness. But there are some things that are easily definable. Uh, and so, you know, Johnny, I'm not going to be able to. Brady, you talk for a second. Hold on. Right? <laughs> I know greatness. It's every day when I look in the mirror. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, David, David, how, how, how great is Saban? I was talking to an Alabama fan since we're on this today. I had lunch with a guy who lives in Birmingham and owns a, a bunch of businesses there. And I said his halftime adjustment uh, was one of the great moves of all time, going to the quarterback, because that's tough for a coach to do that. Uh, fans were like, he got to make a switch. But, it, you know, the kid had never done anything wrong. That was such a great move by him. Kind of just cements his legacy as one of the all-time greats. Well, there's no question. And to win national titles at two different places and then to dominate in this era where, you know, we think there are a handful of other schools that can be, you know, equal to his. Uh, to me, Brady, what is so impressive is how they just – come back the next year I mean, they just come back it's as if the year before doesn't happen and it doesn't matter if they've won the championship the year before or lost it with a second to go you know they just come back and you know even in florida even with spurrier who was great who changed college football and changed the sec okay it's tough to every single year just come back and seemingly get to the very end again. It's hard. You know, even, you know, the football coach said that, you know, when he was leaving to go to the NFL, like, you know, 10 wins isn't enough. And it just seems as if Saban doesn't stop at 10. He's always getting to 11, if not 12. And, you know, he's making this playoff, whether it's two teams or four teams. And it's, it's incredibly impressive. I mean, it's, it's not quite wooden at UCLA, but then again, I could argue that his competition, quite frankly, is harder. Harder, do you say? I think so, because if you think back to college basketball, then it really was regionalized, and once wooden built the great dynasty at UCLA, I mean, take a look at their West regions that they went through. First off, he only had to win two games to get to the Final Four. He was clearly the dominant program out West. So once he built it, he was getting to the final four every year. You know, I think Saban's road to the final four in, you know, 21st century college football is a harder road than Wooden's road was to the final four in college basketball in the 60s and 70s. Uh, I want to, what do you think about this? I, I was, uh, when I was talking to my Alabama friend today at lunch, I was like, you know, Saban's won five national titles in nine years. He's been in the hunt for seven of them. Uh, he had lost to Ohio State and Clemson. Ohio State the year they won it, Clemson in the championship game. The two years he didn't win it in the last nine years, he lost to Cam Newton and Tim Tebow. Two of the great quarterbacks in, in college football history. Um, so that's what it took. It took Tebow and Cam Newton, you know, to keep him out of the championship mix. And he's been in the championship mix seven out of nine years, which is remarkable. 
Yeah, and then the other one was the kick six. You know, I mean, if you think about the last 10 years, Tebow, Cam, the kick six. Yeah. That's what's kept them basically from playing four or winning, you know, even more. Now, they've had a little bit of good fortune. You know, they've lost some games in November and have had other people lose so they could get back in the hunt, you know, last year. To not, you know, twice he's won national championships without even getting to the SEC championship game. So they have had some good fortune, but, you know, I mean, they're the anti-Atlanta Braves, Brady, where the Braves seemingly knocked on the door every year and only broke through once. Alabama knocks on the door every year and has broken through five times, and we think they could have even broken through more. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play my card of uh, I've, I've walked to school and stole backwards uphill barefooted uh, back in the day. And I'm going to admit that I've seen a few things, okay? What's that farmer's commercial? I've seen a few things. I've done a few, whatever it is. I've been around we a long time. are farmers. <laughs> been around a long time. And I can honestly say that in my experience has been I almost missed some things that were really or people or, or events or moments that were quite special because I didn't get it exactly. And I think there comes with winning, Brady, a sense of entitlement that you think once you're in, when you're born in, in, in Florida, when you're born in the you're born in, let's say you were born in 1980. And by the time you were 10 years old, Steve Spurrier had arrived and you watched those teams play and you became a Gator fan. What do you think they're going to expect to win SEC championships, right? And I think sometimes when we have that moment, and I used to say this when Urban was coaching here, you better enjoy it now because you're not going to have it forever. I'm not trying to call myself a prophet. I know other people thought the same thing, but it's been a bleak last nine years, okay? Yeah. And and so now I think we, one reason people are so excited about this is that they got they see something coming that could be a rejuvenation, not a renaissance maybe, but a rejuvenation, and maybe return to those glory days. So when you see greatness, you should recognize it and you should appreciate it. Right, guys? Well, yes, but also for college sports, it seems to be more important that the great coach also seemingly either is one of them or becomes one of them. You know, the, the, the base wants a bond with the coach. And for whatever reason, and, Buddy, you and I have talked about this, you know, they were thankful that Urban, you know, returned them to their Spurrier-like winning ways. But there was not the bond, the connection. And I don't know if it was because he was only there half the time, but he wasn't a Gator like Steve was or whatever. But, you know, clearly, you know, even now, I know you catch grief for saying so many good things about Urban because there are people even now, after the last nine years, who are not real happy with Urban Meyer, which I think is preposterous. But, you know, it, the college relationship is – is unique in that it's not only do you want a coach to be successful, you want a bond between the base and the coach. And if it doesn't exist, it's never the base's fault. It's the coach's fault. You, uh, If you had to take Saban out of the mix, who's the next Nick Saban? I mean, who's the next guy that, do, that checks all those boxes? Is it Dabo Sweeney or is it um... – you know, is it what Urban's doing at Ohio State? I mean, what, what, what? In your opinion, after Nick Saban today, who's legitimately the the, the number two guy in college football? Well, 
Well, I think it's Urban because he's done it in two places. Uh, but Dabo, to me, is, you know, the bronze medalist. And, and I think that the three have separated themselves. Jimbo has a chance here. Let's face it. You know, there's only, what, four active coaches who have won a national championship? And, you know, it's those three and Jimbo. And now that Jimbo's at A&M, you know, give him two, three years. It took Nick till year three to really break through. Year two, we got real close. You know, if Jimbo can break through and do it in a place that hasn't done it in forever, then, you know, Jimbo elevates himself to, you know, not only college Hall of Famer, but legendary status. Okay, one of our listeners says, greatness is how a coach positively affects players, not only in football, but as they move on in life, example, Spurrier. That is true, but here I'm talking about accomplishment and achievement as a coach. Yeah. Certainly that's part of your agenda, right? You want the guys to be successful in life, but you also got to be able to win on the field to be able to be recognized as great. So we're looking at, 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 at a guy right now who's purported to be the greatest coach in the history of college football. We can argue that all day long. We can discuss who, what makes great. But I think for sure – we're seeing something exceptional, something rare, and something that I think we'll, we will remember the rest of our lives, and probably our kids and maybe grandkids might remember. So those are things that are special when you see them in life, and they may not be on your side. You know, as they yeah. used to say about Spurrier, uh, Gator fans would get a lot of complaints about other coaches and other schools. So he's an SOB, and Gator fans would say, yeah, but he's our SOB, you know. <laughs> And that's how it is. So anyway, so I just want to show, I, I don't want to make this a campaign for greatness for Saban, but I do think there's an appreciation factor as a sports fan where sometimes we miss it if we're not careful. All right, I'm into that conversation. David, give me some teams to win uh, in Las Vegas. That's not the chalk. Well, I mean, I love Thursday night. You know, I mean, if we're talking college hoops and some of the point spreads, I Kentucky seems low to me at five and a half. Nevada seems low to me at one and a half to two. Um, you know, I don't necessarily like the Michigan A&M game. I, I like the Zags uh, laying the points against Florida State. Uh, you know, I don't trust the Knowles from a consistency standpoint. I think they have the athleticism to beat Gonzaga, but, you know, they haven't been real consistent, and they really channeled about eight great minutes to get through to the Sweet 16. So, you know, I – Three of the four bets I really like on Thursday. Friday scares the heck out of me, but I like Thursday. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, uh, I, I saw Loyola in person, Loyola Chicago in person, and uh, you know they just you, you they don't when you look at them they're not gonna they're not gonna look like a um, Florida State or whatever, but they are they're a good team. They're a tough team. Um, you know, that one's going to be close, I think. Uh, I, I like Kentucky. I think they've got a clear shot to the Final Four, as everybody says. Um, but I think Friday night's going to be fun. I really do. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think Syracuse is going to be much for Duke. But I, 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 think, the, uh, I think those other games are going to be fun. Bobby Huggins versus Villanova, who's really had no uh, yeah. issues yet, yeah. guys. Um, you know, you got Kansas against Clemson, another team I've seen, you know, that Florida played earlier that, really had their best game of the year against Auburn. I mean, they played lights out. Um, I, I just watch these teams that defend, and I kind of bring it back to Florida. If you, you know, if you can't, eventually the shooting goes away, and you got to be able to defend. 
and I see a lot of good defensive teams. You're talking about Florida State. I mean, they really clamped down that last eight minutes to steal that game. And um, I don't know if they can do that against Gonzaga uh, because Gonzaga really can get up and down and score. Uh, I think they'll fall in love with that. But I, I like Gonzaga in that one as well. But the, a lot of the good teams that are here, they defend real well. Well, and I find this weekend fascinating in that we've got teams like A&M and Clemson, who from a talent standpoint, you if they weren't A&M and Clemson and they were some other more traditional college basketball programs, we'd pick them because their talent's really good. I mean, you know, Kansas is the one guard that is better than anybody on Clemson, but otherwise, I'm going to take the rest of Clemson's lineup over the rest of Kansas's, but, you know, it's Michigan against A&M, and it's Kansas against Clemson. And I think what's preventing a lot of us from picking A&M and Clemson is just the name on the front of their jerseys. All right, let's each pick three teams we think are going to get there and then pick one dog, one dog or dark horse. I don't have the brackets how they come out, but I'm going to go ahead and just say uh, I think Villanova will get there. I think uh, I think Duke will get there. Um, and uh, I can't pull the trigger on Kentucky. I just can't just yet. think of what. And because I don't know how he's, good. A, he's a Gator fan. No, figure that out. I, I he, he doesn't I want to see Kentucky Listen, win. I put him in my lead eight. You didn't. Okay. So originally, so I, I, you didn't put him in your well, lead what, eight. What, what show is that? What are you talking about? But did you put him in your lead eight, Kentucky? I don't know who I, nobody I had any SEC teams in lead eight. Did you, David? Uh, no, I had him losing Arizona. So I, I don't even remember who was in my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. I know you did. Bluff. I don't know what you said. That was a good bluff. Look, but I, like, I did pick Michigan to get to the point. All right. Well, that's what you about. I'm going to say my dark horse is the Aggies of Texas A&M. Oh, you're a homer. He's such a homer. Why is it a homer? Texas A&M. They SEC. Like, just play? means more. Yeah, they got to just look like, like they look David like. David just said, I mean, that they they just uh, walked over. Yeah. Uh, you know those guys the other day. I mean, they 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 look like an uh, an yeah. NBA team. Remember back in November, David, that A and M November December, uh, they were one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, they took it to USC. It was preseason top ten, and A and M was in the top ten. Then they had injuries, with suspension, and they start out zero and five in SEC play, and now they're the first team to ever lose their first five conference games and make it to the Sweet Sixteen. And those two bigs are. Pros. Pros. They play like they did against Carolina. They're getting out of that region, but I'm with Brady. I picked Michigan when the bracket started. I got three of my four left. I got Duke and I got Villanova. I had Cincy coming out of the yeah, South. I had Michigan in there, too, so I, 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 had, I, I changed that. I'm, I, yeah. think, I think the yeah, But he doesn't have any. He doesn't know which bracket he's talking about. How many teams do um, you have left? I have three teams in the final four I have, left. I have four teams left. I have Michigan. You want to see them? No, I don't know. I don't want to see that one you them? filled out before we walked in here. Michigan, <laughs> West Virginia. I had West Virginia coming out of that one, yeah. and Duke. And I got Duke winning it all. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I got no clue. So I saw you filling out a bracket when I walked in. I fill out one every day just in case, you know. So, David, listen. Final thoughts and let you go. And thank you so much for being on the program today, on the first day of spring, David. That was yesterday. Well, what's this? Twenty first, right? No, is it today? Yeah, I thought it was yesterday. Yeah, I believe it's first day of spring. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's spring everywhere. Except, what do you think, Bolton? <laughs> About what? First day of spring? Yeah, man. <laughs> of course. Why not? 
These are tough, hard, I, hardcore questions today, David. I'll tell you. My goodness. When I don't feel about spring, I feel as if it's summer in Florida and it's winter everywhere else. No doubt. Listen, we're having a hard time hearing you. Are you on ESPN News Saturday? Uh, Saturday morning inside college basketball with Tom Brennan. What time? 8 to 10 a.m. 8 to 10. Where are you broadcasting from? My bedroom. Oh, you you were gonna he was gonna come up here and broadcast in our our, our studio right here. There you but go. His team's got to eliminate, so he couldn't do that. So, David, as always, thank you, my friend. Uh, we'll catch up hopefully next week, and have a good weekend. Enjoy the basketball. All right, buddy and Brady. Good talking to you. Be good well. Talking to you. Thanks so Thanks. much. Appreciate that. See you now. Let's see what else I can mess up here. All right. Um, we didn't do too bad. Everything's too fine, bad. buddy. Beats me sitting out there yeah. at the uh, Orange Lake trying to do the show. <laughs> yeah. Your day's coming when I'm away and you're having to push the buttons. Huh? 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 Just get us all on right. the air, buddy. That's Just get us on the air. All I can do. Wait, hey. We got a new camera angle in here. Is that the, 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 the Prince design this? The Prince designed everything. He, everything. The Prince thinks this is the best shot? Whatever he says, I right. do. I can't. It's hard for me to produce while I'm on the air. All right. <laughs> Let's let you, uh, let me give you some, here, answer yeah, a couple, some. A couple of questions. I've, I got to go pick my son up. He's at the park. All right. Well, just you answer a couple of these people's questions, <laughs> and then you can go. Um, yeah, Brady and Harry Carey, they're called because yeah, of the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. You like, Wish baby, I had his those money. Those are great bands. Those are nice. Yeah, I've had those a long time. Um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see if there's a Brady question. There's Brady. no questions. They're just trying to tell us they're talking about well, Dan Lowen. Well, all right. All right. Let's see if we can. Let pick out one good one you can go. All right. Uh, let's see. Brady is. How the quarterbacks look? That's all anybody cares about. Well, no, 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 no. I'll tell you. Now, we discussed this a few times. Now, who are you and, hitching your wagon to? I, well, Felipe? I'm not. As Spurrier calls him Philippe. <laughs> Philippe! <laughs> stop, stop beating up my man, Steve, will you? He gets so aggravated. <laughs> He gets so well, aggravated you guys were imitating yeah, him. So, listen. He gets, Felipe. They've got a net at practice yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And the wind is howling, okay? So, it's not a great day to be a quarterback. No, I mean, nobody – and your boy Terry Bradshaw would tell you, he would rather just hand it off. And that. It was, the wind was bad. So, they're throwing target practice, you know, sprint out, throw into the net. First one they miss, second one they miss, third one they miss. Sprayer grabs the group behind him. He goes, okay, next time somebody <laughs> – the first time somebody throws one in the net, let's all clap for him. So the, the guy hit the net, and everybody's hey, good job, good job. Everybody started clapping. So then the kids and the people around them, Coach quit doing it. Every time they hit the net, they're all clapping like they accomplished something. It was an easy throw. It was just the wind was messed up. So Coach was Danny had trouble with wind. Huh? Danny Werfel had trouble with wind. He had trouble. Well, he actually had a wet, water, wet, wet ball, ball in 93 yeah. against Georgia. I was a GA yeah. on that team yeah. uh, with that squad. And uh, – yeah, he had to pull him out. He said, Danny said, Danny said he can't grab the ball. Yeah. That's a terrible. That's a ran Eric right. I know. My voice is shot. Yeah. No, it's just well, a terrible limitation. I know. Wouldn't matter if your voice was good. Shoot. It's still terrible. Shoot. All right. So what are we going to do? I'm going to let you go. What are we going to do? We're going to have a good time at World of Beer or what? Yeah. We're going to be out there. It's yeah. going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's a beautiful environment. I hope everybody will come out and hang out yeah. with us. We'll have some prizes to give away you every once in a while. Some shirts and stuff for making up. Yeah. Buddy will have some authentic. You know, if you wear glasses, it looks like buddies. Uh, he'll, buy you a, he'll buy you a diet soda. We'll pop, buy you a pop. 
The kingdom shows up, kingdom, Coach. You better yeah. get that American Express out. Uh, well, I'll let you pay for it. You're the big bucks guy. You're the sideline reporter. I'm just a humble servant here trying to get by on a little bitty Social Security check. <laughs> well, you're the king. The king so is, you're saying you're a king living on a pomper salary? Yeah, that's it. That would be it. Yeah. <laughs> Am yeah. I a pomper now? Did we come up with a title? No, you're not a pauper. You're you're the comet. You'll always be the comet. comet. Always be the comet. So I got a hundred things going just like you. I learned from you. Go get your son. All right, I'm Thank gonna go get man. him. Uh, we'll do this again next week. Yeah, we'll uh, we we'll do it here on the road or whatever yeah. wherever we'll you get, are wherever we can we'll make come it happen. To you while well, we got you to get shown, you know whatever it takes. Brendan pulled any of his hair out today. He's on the road too. <laughs> He's hearing it on his phone saying, "You got it all wrong. Push that button. Push that button." Uh, the prince is not happy with me. He's not. Right? Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. See you, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. The great Brady Ackerman be with us every Wednesday. We're going to try to get him on once in a while. Either. So, don't you enjoy Brady? It's good to have him on the team. Good to have a lot of good folks on the team. So, thank you, folks, for uh, hanging there today. Uh, let's see what your thoughts are, what, what your thoughts were today. Brendan is not here. He's on the road. Um, let's see here. Uh, one minute, all right, question, I'll answer all questions now for the next 10 minutes or so, all right? I'll just, you ask them, I'll try to answer them. Okay, right now we're scheduled to start at World of Beer on the 4th of April at 6 o'clock. The issue is only one of technology. We're having a little bit of difficulty getting the a strong enough. We can't do it on Wi-Fi. We have to do it by Skype, and we're working on that. We bought some new microphones. We're doing some new gear. Uh, and by the way, if anybody knows anybody high up in Cox, I've called University of Florida and asked them for help, uh, who could give us a little technical advice. That will be good. Bubba, Bubba will be there. Uh, but boy, I tell you, I'm, th- I'm thankful Bubba's going to be there because Bubba's my lifeline. Uh, good to see you, Bubba. Um, so World of Beer is very excited about us coming there. If you haven't been there, I was surprised that it's not just a bar. Matter of fact, I'm working on a slogan uh, for our campaign to say World of Beer. It's not just about the beer, but it could be. And they have really good food there. It's And I'm told, and Bubba, you can verify this, that uh, they have tailgater parties on away games. They have a big crowd. And it's really nice because it opens. The windows open up, and you can go out the patio it's in that Tioga world's. Can somebody pronounce Tioga for me? Tioga or Tioga in the t- and town center there, right across from West End Golf Course. We'll give you all these directions. Um, and uh, it's our Wednesday night home. And we're glad to have a base in, in Gainesville because, you know, we're in Ocala most of the time or we're on the road sometimes. But it's good to have a base there, and this will be our base. So, uh, Steve, glad to hear you'll be there. Uh, appreciate that. Bubba, of course, will be the pe- Bubba's part of the team. We're going to give Bubba a microphone. Bubba, I got some new gear in today. Um, so that's, that's there. Um, how does he, we don't have, well, he's gone now, Joy, and we can't ask him about the old line, but I'm telling him to try to get to practice on Saturday if I can. Um, uh, Brady with Dilly Dilly on one of our, like, well, you know, Brady is, um, Brady's got family. It's hard for him to be out at nighttime a lot, but every now and then he'll show up. He's got a job. He's working at Channel 20. 
and he's doing uh, he's doing sports and doing sales. Uh, so it's it's hard to stretch him too much. But right now, um, that uh, right now uh, uh, he's he's really happy to be here. We're we're pumped about having him, and he's going to have a lot of good information for you. You're going to really enjoy, if you know Brady, you'll you'll really um, enjoy him. Um, Richie Robinson says, I'm hearing from those close to the program. Franks is looking good so far, like someone who has been been there, poised. We'll see. Yeah, we heard that too. Uh, we talked to Zach last week. He's been at practice. Um, and uh, and he uh, he also, outside Alba Verde from SEC Country, he said the same thing. He looks good, poised, strong. Uh, and, again, I'll go back to what we said originally. I'm not going to get told you so, guy, because so far he hasn't done anything. I said, don't be too quick to throw Felipe Franks out with the bathwater because I've seen some things in the young man that I like personally, not the least of which is the interview I did with him before the season started when he found out his job was going to be given to a Notre Dame interloper, basically, and he was going to be second team. And he said, hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'll stay here and I'll fight. And he did, and he won the job back. So uh, Franks is tenacious. He's not going to back it down. And you want the competition. Remember, Coaches don't want where you just hand the job to a guy. He got elected captain for a reason. The kids believe in him and like him and know he's tr- he's been on the field. He's got a little bit of his blood out there. He's got, as they say, skin in the game. And apparently well liked. So that means he's a leader. So now, are there some things that gotta be worked out? Yes, absolutely. Excuse me. Absolutely, including how to read how to read the defenses when he dropped it back. But he's got he's got something. So Let's wait and see what happens to him. I, I'm rooting for him, and as I am for uh, Emory Jones, too. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Danny, for the compliment about working with Brady. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, Richie, I'm not high-tech. I'm not even low-tech, but I'm just trying to learn what I can. Uh, Nat likes Brady in the studio. Yeah, I like having him here. It's good energy, good energy. When we get Brady and get the Crown Prince all at one time together, it's going to be a lot of fun when that happens one of these nights. Um uh, what else do you have for questions? I'll try to answer those if I can. Um, you heard Joe Williams talk about basketball, the teams. You heard David Molchan. Could you hear David all right? Because I had a hard time hearing him on his phone. Uh, just so you, if you don't know the games, tomorrow night you've got, you start off with uh, Nevada versus Loyola, 7, 7, 7 o'clock, Michigan versus Texas, 7.30 on TBS, Kentucky versus Kansas State, 9.37 on CBS, and uh, Gonzaga versus FSU, CBS at 10 o'clock. By the way, FSU is one of those teams that should get the Lazarus Award who come back, came back from the dead because it was they really looked ugly. I thought Leonard Hamilton was going to lose his job. He probably saved it. Uh, this is my take. And then Friday night is a crazy night. Kansas Clemson leads off at 7, uh, followed by Villanova at 7.27. Duke at 9.37, Duke and Syracuse, Savannah will play West Virginia, and Purdue, Texas Tech, 9.57. There will be no late-night dilly-dilly on Friday because of basketball, and we generally do only one a week. We have to cut it back. to. I get a lot of flack from the producer about doing too many late-night dilly-dillies, but we'll get it worked out. We're working on the schedule, trying to figure it. We're going to continue the 6 o'clock schedule, um, and we'll figure out if we're going to maybe – one day have the dilly dilly a little earlier and not have but one show because when you have to do double headers, it gets a little tough when you do eight nine shows a week. So uh, we are on the air the more than most people because uh, we don't have that many commercial breaks. 
most radio stations on an hour, you have 48 minutes of programming. Here we have about 58. And, uh, so again, thanking our sponsors. If we might, if we, if we can, um, I want to say how much I appreciate the support of everybody, particularly Daniel L. Hightower, who's, um, supporting our show and our program in our city. He's a, he's a good citizen here too. He's really helped us a lot in our community. Um, and, uh, of course, the O'Connor Quarterback Club. Uh, I mentioned Dr. Uh, Frank Cannon, who's author O'Connor Orthopedic. Danny Williams, or Danny Williams appraisal team. By the way, if you want an honest appraisal, go see Danny. Uh, he's a guy that does my appraising and a guy who can help you. His number is uh, 352-433-7788. And good luck to Sarah, by the way, who's on a, running an election. And, of course, the CD Farms people. Our good friends uh, who are members of the elite. I've got that elite list here someplace. Let me see if I can dig it out and find it and get it up here. I want to tell you thank you again for all of that, uh, for doing what you've done. These are the people who send in uh, checks, and some of them have been uh, uh, sizable donations, especially David Soderquist, to the cause. Because of them, we're going to be able to have a, pray, uh, a good, a really good uh, tailgate party. We're going to continue to function. We've got a lot of people who are volunteering their time to do this show. Uh, we'd like one day to be able to compensate them, but so far we haven't been able to do that. That's okay. We're invested blood, sweat, tears in this because we believe in it, just like you believe in it. We appreciate that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I want to mention that uh, I'll go ahead and announce this now if I haven't, that as of April, we'll be adding a new client. We're really happy. My old friend Tom Ingram who's the CEO of Central State Bank, Ocala, Gainesville. There's several of them in the area. We want to support people who support the show. And it will be Center State Bank Tuesdays, in which we'll do some things, some extra nice things. And we're also talking about a couple other people, some special programming for certain clients. And, of course, you know about World of Beer. So little by little, uh, people are starting to learn about us and uh, stepping up. And uh, we don't have a sales staff. It's just all us. So if you know of anybody, and by the way, some of you have, Bubba, being one of them, who might be a potential advertiser or someone to be a partner, please, please let us know. And also uh, be sure and start telling people, and we'll put more out about it. Please, um, please do um, uh, tell them about the World of Beer venue in Gainesville. It's, remember, it's the one, the one out there on 34th. It's the one on Newbury Road out there. I want to say five miles out, maybe have past the interstate. So, uh, and Carrie uh, has done a great job out there, and I think we're going to be really happy. And uh, invite your friends to come out on Wednesday nights because uh, the more support we give them, the better they'll support us. And uh, so that's going on. And uh, thank you, Michael, for the kind words. Uh, uh, and we'll get into the discussions of Trask. And we got plenty of time all summer to talk about quarterbacks. And um, so we're, we're very, very, uh, we got a long summer, and we'll keep evaluating it. Uh, John T. Curtis says, Brady should call you the general. He is the only one who has thought for the Gators. Yeah, well, uh, the general, huh? It's like that guy in insurance, right, does the general, that, uh, who does that? Shaq does that commercial, you know. Not sure, John, what you mean by that, but whatever you say. Um, good to see Chris weighing in there. 
Bubba's chilling out, setting up on the studio. Uh, and uh, Flatman says he'll be coming to the party at World of Bear. Okay, Tioga. Thank you, Tioga. By the way, uh, get well soon to Fran. Fran McNeil has been really rock solid posting stuff. She went to the hospital a couple of days ago. I think she's out. She's taking medication. And the whole time, she never stopped posting on the Gator Nation Daily News. For you folks, oh, you probably don't even know. There's a bunch of links every day. She's our aggregator, get it, aggregator. And she goes on and she gets these stories and she posts them on Gator Nation Daily News. She did a fabulous job. So I want to say, number one, Fran, thank you for that. Number two, I want to say, I hope you feel better and and uh, hope you're going to get over whatever you had. You must be uh, doing better because I see you're on here today. So she posts under my name sometime because she's an admin and an editor on one of the pages. So sometimes she'll say, hi, Fran here. And it really says the Buddy Martin Show. That's because she's one of our admin editors. So thank you for that. Okay. Anything else before I say goodnight to you folks and go have some dinner and uh, – Court jester, huh? Uh, yeah, G and K Elite. Do we're going to do some things to these folks? Don't worry, we got some things, um, and we will definitely. Um, they'll be treated like that. Well, here you go, like royalty. How about that? They will be treated like royalty. That's what they'll get, and we'll never forget them for what they've done. So, all right, folks, I'm going to have a little something different for you tonight. Have a little going out music here tonight, which is going to be a little something different. Uh, and Brendan has been working on this, all this stuff to get it going. So here you are, and uh, hope you like the music. Some of you might not, but I think it's pretty cool. And I'll just say good night and thank you. And go Gators Daily Daily, says Chris, and I agree with you.